0: and uh, uh, i'm doing this uh, tonight's uh, effort here is just done for the purposes of the record uh i mean it's not done for uh, it's not done for contemporary society you know there's times when you have to do things for uh for the uh, future for posterity oh would you please uh give me a little uh drum roll music there here. this is a little uh salute to posterity music you guys won't believe i say you won't believe you won't believe how things are today here in this great land of ours in the last third of the 20th century it's getting wild It's getting, hold, it, hold it there. you see i think a lot of the thank you you said that i think a lot of the things that we except for granted uh, uh, you know more or less uh, are going to seem very exotic to the people of uh, let's say the year 2500 uh, I mean, <laughs> that's true. You know, I, I have a tendency to think that uh, that the automobile, for example, is uh, is uh, one of the one of the passing phases of the 20th century, and that uh, by the year let's say 2500, they'll be quite surprised that uh, people actually had their own conveyance and uh, they steered it wherever they wanted to steer it. And they, you know because uh, the history of mankind, whether we like it or not has been one of increasing as slowly time moves forward of increasing regimentation. You buy that? A whole history. Sure. I mean the first guy in a cave, uh it was just him between it was just between him and the saber tooth tiger, you know? <laughs> you know there was hardly anybody came around and told him how, what kind of fur he was supposed to wear. Uh anything like that. And uh so six minutes for that's called civilization. like well. Yeah. Uh, civilization so uh blacksmith I'm putting this down for uh, for the record but uh, this friend of mine came up to me and he said hey look and he said uh I've got a uh, ticket to an event, and uh, he said uh, you know it's, a, it's kind of an expensive ticket but I hate to just uh, use it for a bookmark or give it to some guy in a parking lot he said uh, would you like to go and I said what is it he says well uh, uh you uh, come on over to Madison Square Garden and he said and uh I'll meet you there, and we'll have a drinky pool, and then we'll go in. So I thought, uh, certainly more, indeed more. I mean, any time you're invited to go to Madison Square Garden, that's always kind of a... You know, it, it is one of the quintessential, almost quintessential New York experiences. Now, I've been in, in uh, arenas all over the country. I've been in uh, the uh, big uh, uh, sports center in Cincinnati and the one out in L.A. and all. But let me tell you this. Madison Square Garden is Madison Square Garden. It just remains that, you know, no matter how fancy the building gets. Uh, I was in the old garden, and uh, the, the feeling is still the same. I, I didn't think it would. But the, the feeling remains the same in the new garden, I guess primarily because New York is New York. You know, you're still with a lot of yelling, hollering Archie Bunkers. It's still New York, no matter how fancy the walls are painted, you know. You could put Archie Bunker in the Taj Mahal. And uh, he would bring the spirit of Archie Bunker to it. Understand, he would change the atmosphere. <laughs> he'd say, oh, why look at all them things all over the wall. Hey, oh, boy, look at it. What do they got them, them statues of our real library, you know? And uh, Archie would bring a certain touch of Queens to the Taj Mahal in Agra that is, yeah, uh, uh, he would bring a certain touch of Archie Bunkerism. It's uh, unmistakable. So when you walk into the garden, you are with New York. That's, there's no question. You cannot argue that. You've been in the garden, Jerry. You know the feeling. It's, it's, it's a fantastic feeling to be with because everybody around that whole area there, if you go to the garden, and this this is spot, this little show here tonight is directed primarily to people who probably have gone past the garden, uh, have uh, seen the garden, have heard about Everybody's heard of the garden. Uh, and, and have never really been there. Because if you've been there, if you've really been to the Garden, uh, there's not much you can say about it. It's, it's an experience. And I would like to suggest that any of you uh, who, who want to experience a real New York, a genuine New York experience, it's, it's so New York that uh, that I can't think of anything that is more New York. I mean, uh, it used to be that going to see the Yankees play was a was a real New York experience. But uh, it isn't so much anymore, really. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see the ball game and all, but there's a certain atmosphere that has subtly changed. You do agree. I can't quite pinpoint it. So, nevertheless, uh, I will go to the Garden. It's great, great experience. I have been to the Garden now ever since I came to New York. And... Uh, course, that was when the old garden was up there on 50th Street, and uh, that was that was an experience in itself. You know, it had, you go through this uh, kind of an arcade, and they had these Western shops where you could buy saddles and stuff, which was a curious juxtaposition. But you could do that, and uh, right next to it is a place where you could buy uh, jock straps and uh, tennis shoes, and you know, if you, in other words, there was a sense of participation at the old garden, like somehow you should pick up your equipment before you go win there, you know. Yeah, you could buy boxing gloves on the way in. And, uh, but now the garden is uh, gotten kind of elegant in a certain way. You know, there's all kinds of very elegant uh, restaurants throughout the garden that are, that are peopled only by, uh, you know, the beautiful people. And, and uh, But still, when you get into the event, that's when the full flower of the garden begins to take over. And it's, uh, and you go up these, these uh, escalators and you can feel excitement growing. And it's a fantastic motley crowd. I, I saw one lady uh, the night before last when I went to this thing. I saw one lady that was dressed entirely in what appeared to be Reynolds Wrap. Uh, it was elegant. Uh, she was beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> she had this uh, this uh, sheath made out of uh, shiny stuff, and she had at least 27 inch high Reynolds Wrap uh, lead weighted shoes on the bottom. Fantastic. She she just went, and, and the guy she was with was wearing a light gentian-colored suit that was really spectacular. It had silver epaulets on it to match her silver, and he was wearing what appeared to be a great big dude hat in a great big time, but it was silver. Just brilliant. There's this a fantastic combination. This you see at the go You never see this at Shea. No way. Uh, at Shea, there would be a stunning silence in that group of Cub Scouts that are visiting with their I love, you know, we love Ed Cranepool signs. If this, pair walked on the aisle, which is, it was a wholly different ballgame. So, uh, but what was so fascinating about this evening was the fact that we were all attending a non-event. And that's what made it almost the quintessence of our time. Now, uh, when you go to the Garden, what do you expect to do? You expect to see a lot of guys hitting each other with hockey sticks. Or uh, you expect to see uh, Bill Bradley, you know, moving that ball up there passing over the oil, the pearl, or something like that. You know, they hear the thump of the basketball and you smell the sweat of Dave the Busher and all. This, this, uh, that's what you generally expect. Or maybe the circus. Now, when a circus appears, you, there are other smells, but they're definitely there. I mean, there's the smell of the, well, you know, you know what I mean. And <laughs> the circus has that quality. In other words, the, 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 the events that occur at the garden are generally events where the spirit. And the flesh is present. True. Like you go to a rock thing there. Well, they're fists fighting, Donna and yelling and hollering. The guys are ripping each other off right there before your very eyes. Uh, you can you know, <laughs> up there on the way in the distance, you can see these four or five guys getting seventeen million dollars for their eight-minute performance there up there. You know, and uh, you can actually see them there. And that's uh, that's the whole that's the whole spirit of the garden. Well, the other night. We have really, uh, I think, finally entered the 21st century, really officially. Of course, there's been a few abortive things like this, but uh, the other night it came full flower. Muhammad Ali was fighting Ken Norton, or vice versa, depending on how you look at it. And uh, the garden was packed. Well, now, as you know, uh, the garden for many, many years, it seems like centuries, has been the Vatican. Of uh American boxing event, you agree, Jerry? Oh yes, of course. I mean the message that you, you looked out for, well if you if you if you doubt, if you doubt it, where would you say would be? Well maybe maybe you don't uh, you don't remember the, the garden in its great days <laughs> I mean uh, uh, maybe that's possible but the garden was was like yes, the garden was like uh, if, if a boxer was fighting in the garden, and it was a mean bout. It was roughly equivalent to a performer uh, playing in the center arena at Lincoln Center, and, <laughs> you know, Lenny Bernstein is conducting. Uh, you couldn't go any higher. That was it, man. And uh, you'd always hear Don Buncey. Uh, I remember as a, as a kid, you know, it's was fantastic. Because, you know, you, you form these images of, of all this stuff generally through various types of media. You know, when you're a kid, you know, Living in living in Indiana and you know, a Madison Square Garden is a fabled place, and I mean truly fabled. Just like Yankee Stadium was a fabled place. To actually see it in the flesh was uh, astounding. But uh, you'd hear Don Dumpy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Don Dumpy at the ringside tonight of Madison Square Garden, where a crowd of twenty-seven thousand people have gathered to see the fight. Oh God! I mean, you know that's the uh, Madison Square Garden, and. and and then you'd hear Bill Corum. Wasn't there somebody named Bill Corum that would announce the fights? And he would come in and say, and he's down. He's uh, he's on one knee now. The count is at seven. The count is at eight. And he's he's up now. And uh, the challenger moves in. Oh, fantastic. Good God. <laughs> and you could hear the crowd roaring. And it was Madison Square Garden. Now, if that was coming from uh, White City Arena, you know, you know this is... Something else again, if it was coming from uh, Cleveland County Stadium, you know, that's uh, no way, but Madison Square Garden, and uh, they'd have these great interviews, you know, between rounds, with total New York types, uh, Don Bumpy saying, and now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to interview between rounds, Coop Shore, Coop uh, Char, would you please tell us uh, what you think of tonight's fight? Well, yeah, I believe that thank God. This is New York, you know the guys you read about, and uh, they were they were they were like the spirit of New York. So so New York is is a lot more than just a lot of bad traffic, believe me. And uh, the the uh, the feeling that you get when you go in the garden, even today, is you know it's a garden. <laughs> I mean, it's a, let's let's face it. So it's a pretty elegant building now, as you know. They have this great arched roof. You've been in there since they've uh, the new one, and. Uh, uh, it's reported that the seats are better. Uh, this has always been put out by the uh, PR department of the garden, but uh, I'm not so sure that's necessarily true. I had a feeling that in the old garden, uh, even though you were higher, often there was a more sense of intimacy. There was a real sense of intimacy in the in the garden. But this this is but nevertheless the, the spirit is there. See, so we we go up the elevator. And boy, boy, everybody's excited! You know, guys, you hear you guys talking all. But and and, and uh, we were going to a truly garden event. Uh, it was a boxing event. Now boxing events are different from any other event in the garden. I mean, when you go, for example, uh, every year there's the national horse show there. Well, that's a real New York event, you know. It's, a, it's a, but there's a very different crowd. Uh, you you smell you smell the smell of Westchester. <laughs> you know there's the there is the faint aroma of scotch plummings new jersey and the rustle of fine tweed is heard and the uh, and there's uh it's a very polite uh, occasional bursts of uh, faintly disdainful applause when uh, someone clears a seven foot jump but th- you just don't see any of these people you know getting so excited that they fly right out of, out of the mezzanine deck and uh, land on their head down four sections below you know this is a this is a true gardener experience. In fact, do you remember last year, in one of the hockey games, uh, somebody scored a goal? And uh, it was the Rangers, of course. <laughs> one of the Rangers scored a goal, and it was like in the last uh, 21 seconds when a true garden event occurred. A guy got so excited that he fell right out of his seat and fell right down into the next session, bounced, and landed on the ice. Do you remember that? Yeah, I had a picture of him in the post. <laughs> there he was. <laughs> so excited fan. Flies out of stands. Well, this is a this is a garden, uh, true garden expression of, of, of you know total involvement. Now, on the other hand, when the Rangers stop winning, how much love's up there? I mean, with the uh, I, you don't see that at the Mets or at the Yankees. You know, the Mets uh, the Mets can go on a 37 game losing streak and are still holding up signs. Uh, Ridgefield loves uh, the New York Mets. No, the garden fan loses his love almost instantly when he begins to see his hero slowly crumble before <laughs> his eyes, and his love turns to loud vociferous hate. And that's when you're really experiencing the dark Night before last, the, at the garden, roughly, I would say, 20,000 raving garden fanatics came up and down the escalators, carrying all kinds of programs. They were even selling souvenirs. Souvenirs had a big fight. You know, you could get, there's a souvenir program at a big fight. It was, you weren't actually at the fight. That's the thing that's important to remember. Now, how, now, if you've never been to one of these events, I'll tell you exactly how it occurs. Very interesting. You buy seats that are numbered exactly the same as if you were at a real flight. So, for example, you can buy a ringside seat. <laughs> you know? Well, not a ringside. It happens to be 3,000 miles from where you are. So that's a pretty big ringside. But uh, you can buy a ringside, seat, which means that you're sitting closer to the screen. What you're doing, and uh, guys that are sitting back, of course, are, are kind of like a lesser citizens. Naturally, at any big event, the guys that got the the seats up in the peanut gallery, they don't count at all. You know, you know that. They're just uh, allowed to be in there by the people down on the ringside seats. So all these various seats are sold in that uh, that premise. You know, just like you had a real fight. So by uh, luck, uh, by luck of the draw. I am seated at ringside. I was all excited, you know. It's not often you get a ringside seat at the garden. You agree, Jerry? And uh, there I was, sitting at ringside. And I even had a really elegant ringside seat because right next to me, in fact, it was the, right, uh, like uh, I could reach out and touched it, was the projector. It was sitting right there next to me on the floor. See, I was that close. Boy, fantastic. <laughs> and And he's projecting other uh, things don't what the, the event now now if you've never been to one of these i'll describe exactly how it happens the crowd begins to arrive the event let's say is scheduled for 10 which is the feature event and uh the crowd is really really excited they're they're all moving down the aisles and they're yelling and high hey, oh, the guys are running up and down betting with each other and the, the excitement is really really a new york City. and then at it's precisely 10, 15, you hear this faint rumble, dum, 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 the machine, dum, 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 and from the ceiling, this great white cube was lowered. It's a cube, and it just came right down, right into the middle of the, of the floor. You see, uh, it, for a big fight, naturally, the floor section where they play the basketball games is filled with the elegant ringsiders. And this white cube is moved right down, dum, 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 and it stops. And the crowd is waiting. And then faintly, you see little flickers coming on the screen. And then out of this darkness on the screen, you see the faint outlines of, of, of what looks like a crowd is beginning to appear. And then somebody's adjusting the focus, and they're bringing up the contrast. And then you see a, another crowd. You're looking at another crowd, which is actually at ringside in California. And at that point, our crowd gives a great cheer. You know, hurrah! Twenty thousand people. Well, it's like they can hear you, you know. And and then the camera, the, the camera picks out various celebrities. You see all kinds of stylotypes types are sitting there, and uh, you see, yeah, there's a quick shot of, of Howard Cosell in the crowd. It was fantastic. You see Howard Cosell in the crowd, and then you, from the entire arena, you hear this boom, Boo! You're a Bob Cosell. He disappears. And then the fighters appear on the screen. They, they come out through the, through the ramps and come down through the crowd. And the crowd is going, ape. Hey, boy, I mean, the guys are starting to holler. You know, and, and this is what was weird. Muhammad Ali shows up, see, and you hear these guys on, hey, hey, Ali, Ali, hey, hey, Muhammad Ali, hey, Ali. They're hollering like you can hear them, see. They wanted to hear them. <laughs> and, and, and down through the crowd comes Ken Norton. Well, for, for 12 rounds, 12 heavyweight rounds, I was in the middle of a screaming, yelling, wildly sweating, New York City, Madison Square Garden fight throng. And and, and and you get swept up in it, and you, it. You begin to believe you're out of fight, you know? And here you get your $20 sleep, you know? And you're, you're cheering and yelling. And then I was said, what am I doing? Because very once on a great occasion, Reality intrudes; they lose the picture. I mean, it's like the fighters disappeared. Just something—you <laughs> see, just flickering, and something blips across the screen. And then you hear a lot of immediately: "Hey, boo, oh, boo, how are you guys?" And then they bring it back again. And the guy turns to me and says, "Oh my God, this guy was living. He says, "I hope nothing happens to the cable." I mean, if, 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 if they lose the picture, man, we're going to get killed. They're going to set down the seats down here, and you better, you know. He says, my suggestion is hide under the ring. And I said, what one? He said, well, get under the screen, do something. He said, because they're going to set phone. And uh, thank heavens, nothing happened like that. But then, when the decision was made, and it was a split decision, the crowd roared. And with the hollering of the referee, you boom, you boom! What do you mean, you boom? You robbery, robbery! So were yelled him. And the referee up there, he just continued to walk around, hand out the scorecard. <laughs> Yes, it was a great non-event, but I'll tell you this: it was probably as definitive a New York experience as you could have. I was surrounded by twenty thousand fellow New Yorkers, sweating and hollering, yelling, betting, and it was Madison Square Garden, a big, big house.